welcome back to Batting Rounds, Batting Rounds Baseball Podcast. I am your co-host, Shane, and with me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren and Steven. You. Wow, we sound very enthused right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had nine I had nine hours of meetings today. That's that's on the listeners of this podcast for not uh signing up en masse to give us more money so I can we can make podcasting our full time jobs. So that's that's really on you. <laughs> yeah, it really it really is. It's their fault. <laughs> this is in no way our fault. Not my fault for volunteering to lead a, a panel at, at a firm uh a departmental retreat. That's oh God. wouldn't have to be put in that situation if it wasn't for you the listener. <laughs> You're all failing us. <laughs> no, no, we're we're doing good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Today's the most Monday ass feeling Tuesday I've had in a minute. <laughs> I, I like baseball's back, but like I don't know. It didn't feel good. When it was back like on Friday when the game started again. I was like, oh, felt like the you know the Palpatine somehow Palpatine is back. I was like, somehow the <laughs> Twins are playing baseball again. And it wasn't. It did not feel good. I mean, they they swept the A's. I mean, big deal. But like, uh, it still did not feel good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We we need to energy. We need to re-energize for the the long back half of the season. You know, people talk about how gone baseball the season is a gauntlet for the players. Also, gauntlet for the podcasters. I think that's important to remember. So we true. also have thirty-something uh, weeks of in-season baseball to arbitrarily gather and, and talk about the events of the week. Listen, I put a I put a lot of work in the last last week. Oh yeah, we didn't get the All Star break off. We had to work through it. The All Star break is the busiest week of my podcasting year. <laughs> is that entirely my choice? Yes. Did the batting around team win? Oh yeah, the batting yes. around team fucking annihilated. The batting around team did win the hot. Never a doubt. <laughs> with 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 deep love, affection, and respect to Lewis, Alyssa, and Jeremy, people who whose opinions on thirst I trust very strongly. With deep respect to them, there was no way I was losing that. I voted for their team. I also <laughs> voted for their team because I knew I was going to win, and I didn't want oh, them to get too embarrassed. That's such a okay. dickhead move. <laughs> No, I, th- I think it's a uh, too many cooks in the kitchen situation. Just like you know, the single vision of an auteur like Steven mm. on his own picking the whole roster versus three different people, three different perspectives all contributing in their own way. I yeah, you're going to get a more fulfilling a creative vision from, from, from you. So it like, worked out very well because it was just like three different perspectives on hotness coming in and all delivering really top tier stuff where I felt, you know, like when, and instead of like, you know, petering out like one can when, when one person is doing it. No, not saying anything about you here, Steven. Oh man. Oh no. I petered out. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as I had Castellanos, Otani and Rodriguez on my roster, I was like, okay, I can, like, I can grab, I can grab like my little personal faves <laughs> that like, Nobody else really oh, cares about, end. like, Sonny yeah. Gray. Yeah, I mean, I think I petered that way harder than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel bad for subjecting you to, to that without it's Jane okay. I'll... there to, like, <laughs> rein me in. No matter what, next year, I'm not going to be on that episode because editing it was also a <laughs> We're nightmare. Not, no. <laughs> so, like... This year's format was created specifically because last year was a nightmare, mm-hmm. and... It this year was a different kind of nightmare. Yeah, we're gonna do something different next year. Don't know what yet, but it's gonna be easier to discuss and edit. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the. I, I think the original Hawkeye draft, Jane in, in charge of it, uh, kept it running the smoothest. 
I uh, when oh I was God. when I was running the the show, things uh, went off the rails in their own way. Uh, I I think what this proves is that uh, Jane needs to be the administrator, if not that's, necessarily that's taking lead. That's true. Yeah, there was one point where uh, one of the guests was like. Let me tell you about the guys that I didn't pick for this. I was like, nope, cutting all of that. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> this is already Save it for the Discord. Long. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, instead of just sitting here talking about our old episodes, I know we are in kind of a dead zone. But, like, I don't know. There is some uh, some stuff that uh, I would like to talk about, even though it's it's very minor. And I know, like, Oh, you know, anybody can look at the standings, but I just I want to revel in any moment where the Yankees are in last place. We love a standings chat. <laughs> we love a standings chat that involves the Yankees being in sole possession of last place in the American oh. League East. With two two games over, uh, yes. the AL Central leading twins. I yes. hope the season ends with the fifth place AL East team having a better record than the first place AL Central team. I, do too. I, I want that so bad. I do too, mm-hmm. uh, because this all these AL Central teams are terrible. They're all dog shit. None of them are scrappy, fun teams. It's just like the the Twins and the Guardians. It's it's it just sucks. Like even uh, <laughs> like Friday's game of the Twins versus the A's, like they won, but it still felt like a loss. <laughs> it was fucking awful. Like they, it's just, I mean. Last year, I kept talking about the Twins were like, this is the least fun first place team I've ever watched. And it's this and it's probably worse this year, to be honest, because like they have this amazing starting rotation uh, who is heavily represented in the hot guy draft, too, by the way. Damn right. But Byron Buxton is like stuck DHing and he's hitting under 200. It is just bleak over here mm. <laughs> in Minneapolis. Things are still shining bright in uh, beautiful Baltimore Maryland, though. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to circle back to the Yankees thing. I have been informed that this is the first time the Yankees have been in sole possession of last place through ninety-five games since nineteen ninety. Wonderful, <laughs> the year I was born. Yeah, basically the, the lifetimes of everyone on this podcast. That is that is lovely. Uh, yeah. It's also funny that the the Rays, who started the season with a insurmountable lead. Uh, are now just one game ahead of the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. And that was always like a sustainability thing. Their pace at the start of the season was absurd. Mm-hmm. We are creeping up on the trade deadline here. And I would, uh, I, I, I still am ready to say I don't think the Orioles are the best in that division unless they actually go for it and add to the team. I still don't know if they're really committed to doing that or not. Got one of the best farms in baseball still. Yeah. They wouldn't necessarily have to give up one of their top guys to get some kind of help on the starting pitching front. But there's, I don't know, there's going to be so many teams that are like buying or at least just like not selling though at the at the trade deadline here and with the new, uh, I mean, well, you know, new last year, uh, playoff format. Yeah, with three wild yeah. cards. Yeah, we'll see though. I think the latest on the whether or not the Angels will trade Otani is still like day to day. I'm so fascinated by what the hell that kind of trade would look like. I, I think there's still a lot of. Uh, very reasonable. Uh, there's real ar- reasonable argument to me that it, it essentially it just can't be done. There's just no trade that a team would be willing to give up to get him. As good as he's been, as good as he'll be the rest of the season, probably um, for a, a half season rental. Uh, I still don't know if it's possible to. 
pretty team to get that kind of value. And also, they're they're still only like two or three games behind in the wild card chase. Not that they're going to have a particularly easy time. They're five and a half games out of the wild card spot under Boston, New York, and Seattle. Yeah, not great. Uh, halfway with the half of the season remaining. But. No, with Trout gone for the rest of the season, like there's there'd just be nothing <laughs> to bring Angels fans <laughs> to watch that team. Yeah. I don't know. Not that uh, you know, I think Artie Moreno is in this to be a a savvy long-term thinking businessman, but like what, why wouldn't you trade him at this point? It's like, he's talked, he's talked enough about how he wants to be on a winning team. And like, I don't know. I don't know. Angels. Like, all right. Yeah. Step one, trade Shohei Otani for as many top prospects as possible. Step two, tank. Step three, <laughs> sign Shohei Otani in free agency. It's not unheard of that somebody gets traded away at the deadline and then gets and then signs back with that team. But like, I don't know, the common wisdom is just like, it's kind of a fuck you if you do that. So also, what does the Angels tanking look like? It's different from what they're currently doing. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what stars did they trade off other than the only other star on the team? Yeah, them tanking just looks like, you know, when Mike Trout is hurt basically so yeah like they're gonna know. find some guys like some triple some quadruple a guys to play the other positions they're already doing that man it would really take some heat off of the al central if the al west also had just like a whole bunch of dog shit teams in it <laughs> <laughs> like the, the a's the angels just like just really not giving a shit i don't know shit about prospects what team even has the prospects to even think about doing that who is in a position that would want him like Orioles. Dodgers, Dodgers, yeah. Dodgers could probably pull it off. Mm. They might not have like a top ten consensus guy or something like that, but they have the depth. Uh, but Artie Moreno has gone on record saying that he will not trade Shohei Otani to the Dodgers, which I think is very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he also was on record at this time last year saying he was going to sell the team. So you know, that'd be great to just if you you buy the Angels and it's like, okay, well they let Shohei walk. They didn't get any prospects for him. <laughs> Oh, God, it's grim being an Angels fan. It's grim being so, a fan of so many of these goddamn teams. Holy shit. The misery index this year is really feasting because, I don't know, a lot. I, I, I feel like a lot of teams are unexpectedly good in a way that nobody really believes in. Yeah, the Reds. Yeah. Yeah. And like Milwaukee is is leading that division, but. And even like some fun stories have kind of gone away have regressed to the mean you know Luisa rise isn't hitting 400 anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> the diamondbacks are in third place oh shit when did that happen uh, i mean they're half a game behind for the giants i know two games behind the dodgers it's not but like you know they're in first place not that long ago the pirates are in last <laughs> place again <laughs> like, oh, yeah. all is right with the world <laughs> <laughs> we all we all briefly forgot that freddie freeman and mookie Betts were dodgers mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we can still take some joy in the Cardinals being dog shit, right? That hasn't that's, regressed to the mean. That's pretty fun. And it would be really cool if Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado didn't have no trade clauses, too. God, that'd be great. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I got a front row seat to how miserable the Padres fans are right now uh, over the past weekend. They returned <laughs> to Philadelphia for a rematch, of the uh, an NLCS rematch. They won one of the four games. and they started every one of those four games with a lead and coughed it up late in three of them and i again i said i i this was my position during the nlcs it remains my position 
I don't hate the Padres. I quite like them actually. Yeah. And it is a shame that like, I don't like benefiting so much directly from their misery. I'll take it. Yeah. But I don't like it. Like I'd yeah. rather <laughs> that be the, I don't know, the Cubs or, or the Marlins, but I'll, Hey, I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I did think of something I want, I want to talk about uh, that I think is actually really interesting. Uh, another team has abandoned their deal with Bally. Um, Ooh. The Diamondbacks were awarded through the judicial process uh, control of their they were they were let out of their Bally Sports deal. MLB was going to take over the production of that uh, game, that team's games for the rest of the season. Uh, I think that's uh, great uh, news for everyone who is sick of the goddamn uh, cable TV TV deal blackouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as much as I don't necessarily feel great about the league producing all of these games and probably the additional like. MLB.tv purchasing packages this will lead to. Um, I do think it's a significantly better um, a better deal for like consu- the consumer, for the fan, uh, than the current cable deal. As someone who uh, had to just stop paying for cable to watch Orioles games, even with like the <coughs> broadcaster deduction, um, just an insanely expensive to watch local sports games. And it's great to not have to do do that anymore mm-hmm. for Diamondbacks fans in Arizona. It's been just a nightmare since Bally took over uh, for, for the Twins broadcast. Like, there are, you know, whole satellite providers that they do not have deals with, you know? So, like, a ton of people just can't watch it. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, I, I get what you're saying about, it. like, I'm not... I'm not super thrilled about MLB taking it over, and hopefully that's not a long-term thing. Uh, my worry there is that if MLB starts doing that for more teams or all the teams, that eventually they're just going to go, why do we need a home and an away broadcast? Mm. <laughs> and yeah. that would really, really lower the quality of everything if you didn't have like dedicated broadcasters for each team You know that follow the team that show up and ask questions mm-hmm. in the press conference. And you know, are like live and breathe that team. I think that's definitely like of something that could happen if if MLB takes over more. Of these. No, I think you're totally right. I think it's especially concerning in the context from the recent um, stuff with the New York Times announcing that they're not going to have local coverage or they're only going to do all their sports coverage through the Athletic. Yep. I think you're right. That's a very concerning trend in terms of like, I think it was Evan Bachelary on on Twitter who was saying something uh, really smart about. Um, you know, you really do need people in that clubhouse every day to uh, get those little stories. And otherwise, the, the, if it's just like national style coverage, you're just going to miss those stories. Yeah. Imagine every game you watch being broadcast like it's Sunday night baseball. <sighs> yeah. Like a goddamn ESPN broadcast. Yeah. A Rod is going to do every single one. He's going to be on all 30 tracks every <laughs> single night. He's going he's gonna to Dr. Manhattan that shit. He's going to be in all places simultaneously at once, staying the same. Like goofy, like st- like he's gonna be calling for a bunch in all all fifteen games simultaneously. Yeah, he's yeah, like your your games, your baseball, it bores me. <laughs> yeah, he would. He's like he's already there, and then we'd have fifteen of him every night. Oh my god! It is, I... it is August twenty second. I am telling John in India to bunt. It is <laughs> it is August twenty second. August fourteenth. Uh, I am I am telling. Adley Rutschman to, to uh, signal for a bunt. Yeah. I, I now live in fear of an omnipotent A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's baseball. 
It's, it is. I don't know. It's kind of kind of kind of yeah. boring. Kind of boring right now. Speaking uh, of nuclear uh, exchanges, and um, <laughs> I'm excited for Barbenheimer this weekend. I know I am. Cannot fucking wait. I don't know if I'm gonna see it this weekend. I have. I don't know, with my goofy work schedule, I have grown accustomed to going to movies at like 11 a.m. on Mondays or and stuff like that. That rocks. And so I think I'm going to try to do it then. I'm not going to do Barbenheimer. I'm just going to see Barbie <laughs> and I'll get to Oppenheimer when I get to it. That's fair. I, I am doing the full I'm doing the full Barbenheimer. We've got tickets for the Sunday. And God bless you. We're going to do the Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter as it should be seen, according to the director. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to uh, do Barbie after that. For the come down. Oh wow! Yeah, same. I've got I've got Oppenheimer at noon and Barbie at four twenty. Gonna That's get about a the nice same time as mine. Yeah. Gonna get a nice little lunch in between. Gonna get get gigs real same? stoned for your four twenty show in a Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get insanely stoned. Getting stoned for that movie might uh, it could be really good or really bad. I am gonna transcend this mortal plane <laughs> when I see Barbie. Like I am. I have been not doing the the edibles very much lately mm-hmm. like i'll go weeks between having one <laughs> and then just like losing and then yeah then pop pop on one of those little gummy bears and like losing my mind and so i am gonna pop a bunch of them right before i go into barbie that's tempting yeah that that you might have sold me on that that might be fun we'll see i am so excited yeah people were <laughs> tweeting about a bunch of nolan movies this morning and it, it took me down memory lane because I remember t- today is the aniver- the 15th anniversary of the Dark Knight premiering. And I remember seeing it as a kid and being like an annoying little high schooler who made the Dark Knight <laughs> his entire personality. And it's so funny. It was to a me. good movie. Don't. It was no, a good movie. We don't need to. It was. I'm not saying it wasn't. I re- but I was I was the kind of kid that I remember back then. I was like, ugh. Mama Mia's coming out today too. Who the fuck wants to see that trash? But you loved um, it. Down in your heart, you do you knew you loved it. No, no, I genuinely so I I I didn't see Mama Mia until like a decade later. Yeah. And I'm glad I waited because oh boy, I waited until a point in time in my life in which I could properly enjoy that fucking movie, which rocks. And <laughs> Thinking about thinking about Mamma Mia versus the Dark Knight is, is like in the context of what's happening with Oppenheimer now is very silly to me. And I can imagine my... like the people doing the back to back with that. Yeah, I watched Mamma Mia for the first time, I think like a year or so ago. And the whole time I was watching it because like, I don't know, the singing like in the in it is like not great because like they're, you know, they're they had like the actors that are in it do the singing, but like you know, dubbing it over, but they, you could tell they are really pitch correcting them and doing yeah. all that stuff. And it sounds mm-hmm. awful. And I just, because it, it was like, you know, a big musical before. And I imagine the, like, people who are in the, like, Broadway version of the play, which I'm sure were, you know, with the musical who are, you know, I'm sure fantastic, just watching that and being like, fucking Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> like, that guy can't sing for shit. Like, and and he gets to be the fucking star of this. This fucking sucks. Colin Firth, like, God, suck my dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I always really hated the uh, Le, Miser- the Le Miserables movies as well. Oh my God. Hugh Jackson is, is like miserable. a genuine song and dance man, but the rest of that cast, it, uh, it, it's just not good. And I, I, I talk, have I talked about this podcast on how much I, I really sincerely hate Tom Hooper, the director? I don't think we have, but I mean, I've 
fucking hate that movie too. It is bad awful. Movie. I saw the um the runtime on it and was like, no, thank you. And that's it. I didn't see it. Like me and Lauren talking about how much we hate a Russell Crowe movie. Like that takes <laughs> that takes a lot. Very hard to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. This guy made the Danish girl. Ooh. I'm not gonna, that's not why I hate him. Yeah, but although I don't like that movie, that's not why I hate, I hate that him. movie a lot too. But it's a bad movie. Oh, he did cats. Oh, he did <laughs> cats. cats. Yeah. What a fucking filmography this is. He also did the King's Speech. Uh, he also did the yeah. um, uh, John Adams miniseries for HBO, the first episode of which I really like, and which I really like as a, a Paul Giamatti vehicle. Yeah. Uh, he also did. Um, he's done a couple other things that were like BBC productions. Uh, none of that's why I hate him and why I hate his guts. It's because his movies are unwatchable to me because of all of the totally un- unmotivated Dutch angles he uses. Sure. He just inserts them at random times and they don't make any sense in the context of the movie. It drives me, it drives me up a wall. Yeah, Cass is full of that. <laughs> they're all full of it. If you go back yeah. and watch any of those movies, they're, they're, they're unwatchable once you notice it. Cats <sighs> made me, like, sick to my stomach. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. In, like, a... in For a lot of different reasons. I... You know what? I had a very fun time uh, watching Cats because both of the times I saw it in the theaters, I was extremely drunk. You saw it in the theaters <laughs> multiple theaters, times? I saw it in theaters twice. <laughs> like, I saw it with a couple of my friends and then like a week later, I was out with uh, some co-workers <laughs> and we were drinking and we're like, fuck it, should we go to Cats? And we went to Cats <laughs> and me and my coworkers were hammered and just like screaming during the showing. Like we were a menace. But it's what that movie deserved. One thing that I think is really kind of sad about all that is that there's been a, a significant I've heard from multiple people yeah. uh, in the last couple of months slash year or two. Like, I, I'm not going to go to movies anymore. I can get them on my TV at home. I'm just not going to do that. And I know simultaneously, a lot of people, the last movie they saw in a theater before COVID hit was cats. Yeah. yeah. So there's a non-significant number of people around the world whose last living <laughs> memory of experiencing in on a big screen with good audio, with good picture, in a the large format artist intended uh vision, the last movie they'll ever see is cats. And that really bums me out. Cats or the last star wars movie. Even worse. Yeah. yeah. Somehow even, even worse. worse. Those were very popular choices for when we were all talking during the pandemic about what our last thing yeah. in the movies was thankfully I, I i saw cats during the pandemic on a like on a zoom call with some friends where we all got drunk and watched it and it was like a fucking fever dream have yeah. still never seen that last star wars movie because no, me neither. i was gonna go opening night and it was like ah. Eh, let's let's hold off and then everybody i know who had saw, seen it were like it's it's so bad it's not even worth seeing <laughs> and i'm like okay great the last movie that i saw in the theaters before covid hit was uh the call of the wild one where harrison ford and the cgi dog uh run around alaska <laughs> and oh. you know what not a bad uh-huh. movie and pretty fun not a bad movie no Mine yeah. was mine was Doctor Sleep, and I loved that shit. I, I really like Doctor Sleep too, but no, I, I I do have to briefly go back to. I thought for some reason Stephen was about to say that he saw um, cats on uh, on a on the on the uh, the edit like the airplane edit. And I, I was just imagining that is like forty five seconds long. 
<laughs> the, the airplane edit. Everything else is just too weird and and freaky to actually make it into the the air the airplane cut. Yeah, if movie. you were like looking over, you know, this some guy's shoulder, like looking over the seat, and you just like caught a couple of frames of cats while you're on an airplane, you'd be like. I am opening that escape hatch and I'm bringing us all down. Like, yeah, this guy's a sick I got to, I have to depressurize this cabin immediately. It's like opening the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Uh, movie chat. This is a movie podcast. Yeah, this is me getting back at both of you for for hot guy for hot guy draft. Listen, you're not getting back at me on anything. I love this shit. I can I can keep going. Yeah, I don't know what my last pre-pandemic movie was. I can't think of it now. It might have been Doctor Sleep. I really like Doctor Sleep. I love. Mike Flanagan, his warts and all, uh, he just, his shit always fucking hits for me. And Dr. Sleep did a crazy fucking thing where it managed to be a good sequel to both the movie and the book. And it's just like, wow, all right, cool. Yeah, wouldn't I believe it if it was possible if they hadn't done it? Also, Rebecca Ferguson, iconic. Although everybody already knew that. Yeah, everyone was like, she's wearing a stupid hat. I don't want to see it. But the stupid hat ended up being like part of the point. Yeah. Ugh. One of the best uses of a stupid hat in a movie in quite some time. I still need to go see Mission Impossible. I think I'm going to see this one out. I have not seen a single one of those movies. I like those movies. I like the franchise. I like the I'm not avoiding them. them. It's just I haven't gotten to them. I think uh, I, I think the peak of the series for me was Ghost Protocol, and the rest are just kind of trying to do what Ghost Protocol did, but not as well. I need to check the first one out. I saw... Nah, not really. Oh, really? Is it bad? They're... No, it's fine. They're just all standalone things at this point. Mm. Like, really... The... Start. You could start at Ghost Protocol and, and miss nothing. Like that's really where like the formula that they keep going off of. Yeah, it's like James Bond. You don't need to yeah. see the other ones. Like it's like James Bond prior to the to the um, most recent iteration of it. Yeah. Yeah, prior to like the Daniel Craig ones, where yeah, no, those are bullshit. Those suck. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think any of those are are worth a damn. Really, honestly, I'm not. I don't think I'm ready to go that far. I really like Skyfall, but it's purely for the like the visual design and the lighting. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's you know, eighty percent of movies for you. So. Yeah, pretty much. You're valid, but uh... <laughs> not for Barbenheimer though. I, I I'm doing a lot of advanced work uh, for for Barbenheimer. Like what? Let, run us through it. I uh, well, I started rereading my favorite nonfiction book of all time, uh, the Making of the Atomic Bomb by Richard Rhodes, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning. Uh, oh yeah, you mentioned that last week. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I'm still have like 250 pages to go before Sunday. Uh, I think I can pull it off. It's kind of why I haven't done anything else. Other than read that goddamn book, mm-hmm. but uh, it's really good. I'm just gonna watch the Malibu Stacy episode of The Simpsons. That's all I'm <laughs> gonna do. I'm seeing, I'm seeing Rashomon in a theater tomorrow. Ooh, oh, that'll be fun for the first time. That'll the restoration. Yeah. Well, it's it's the first time for uh, you. Um, it's, from several no I, I don't know i was trying to make a dumb rashman joke but this yeah no i was i was yeah. trying to i was trying to put get one through my head too but like that's not just a rip off of uh god damn i'm doing another simpsins reference oh yeah i was just five, about to say within, like five minutes where it's like you loved rashman that's not how i remember it yeah let's go ahead and tell the work story i i i did the presentation today for the work thing and i I can't just make like a PowerPoint. I had to make a fun PowerPoint, capital F fun. Mm-hmm. So and it was all about like demonstrating leadership. And I, I pulled all of the clips, like the Hank Scorpio clips from the Hank Scorpio episode and interspersed them into the PowerPoint. Oh. Yeah. And then, the, then like once we were actually on this, this, you know, big TV screen playing the PowerPoint, the goddamn videos wouldn't play. 
That's no. fucking. That's so annoying. I just, be, I just had to be like, pretend that the clipper he's throwing away a moccasin is inserted here. Did, did that like get any laughs, or were the lawyers just like staring at you blankly? I mean, that's how they usually stare at me. But yeah, uh, no, it, <laughs> there's I, not a lot going I on got... behind the eyes of the attorneys. Yeah. I, I got I got laughed uh, the hard way through goofs um, goofs and gags <laughs> as I went along. No, uh, the the yucks fell flat though. <laughs> but what they wouldn't yeah. the goddamn clips wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. Fuck PowerPoint. I'm always saying this. I want to clarify for our listeners that uh, it's very rare that my day job involves PowerPoints. I, I am not a professional PowerPoint person. Don't think of me as that kind of marketing person. <laughs> <laughs> that is a certain kind of marketing person. That is not me. Uh, but baseball. That's a okay. sport we all like. Yeah, shit, that was quite a diversion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Jane. What do you? Are you? Do you have any hope for the trade deadline for the Twins? Not really. They need right-handed bats really bad, but like, you know, and they could use a reliever, sure. But I don't know. There's not a ton left in the farm system, mm. and like. I don't I don't know where they put like any like you know good hitters that they trade for because it's like okay you know oh oh a shortstop nope Carlos Correa is there like yeah he's not doing well but you know oh yeah I keep forgetting you got him yeah it's because he's not playing well mm. and it's like oh you know oh big slugger there like play DH nope Byron Buxton needs to be there even though he's dog shit because he can't play the field right now I don't know it's just like until they're willing to move on from Max Kepler, who has been pretty much terrible since, like, I don't know, 2021. Oh, I saw him trip over his back. Yeah. Uh, until they're willing to get rid of him, like, and, you know, probably Joey Gallo, too. Seems like that experiment has failed. That, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, like, where they put anybody. Because, like, they just need the rest of the team to be better. <laughs> like, that's what they need more than anything. And, like, don't don't know, I... don't know what they can do. I think I might have a solution to Max Kepler, actually. Okay. The consensus seems to be uh, from TikTok and social media that German people don't drink water. Have they considered oh. making Max Kepler drink water? Who? Is it possible he's just extremely dehydrated because that's like not allowed in Germany? Huh. That could be. That could be. I I would love it if, the, if there was that was the one simple trick to fixing <laughs> Max Kepler. Doctors hate him. Yeah, who's been just dog shit for years, despite people constantly being like, no, he's he's due for a turnaround. He's due for a turnaround. It's like, no, he's like had dog shit <laughs> Babbitt forever. He's just not a good hitter. Like he has like the lowest Babbitt of like any <laughs> major league baseball player in history. Like he's just He's just terrible. And people I thought I was like kept saying before the season, like, well, but the shift ban's gonna help. No, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't at all. Yeah, I d I don't know. I the twins just bum me out. They're so they're so it's like I was saying earlier, it's so frustrating that they have such an amazing starting rotation. Like they have guys in triple A. Like that like Louis Var Louis Varland is in triple A. He was great <laughs> earlier in the season. They just don't room for him. Like, ugh, it's it's such a bummer. And they have, I don't know, they've got guys like at AAA that are still also kind of blocked by these terrible, terrible <laughs> hitters like Kepler and Gallo. And it just sucks. Like, I don't know. You, you never want to see like Willie Castro and Michael Taylor getting like 
full-time basically full-time positions it's not good it's not it's not fun over here in in minneapolis well that's a bummer yeah last season they were pretty much like they were in first place i think basically until the end of july something like that and then they lost their first place position to cleveland and it feels like the same thing is happening you know cleveland's not good either yeah like Cleveland also just doesn't have any offense at all. Uh, but I mean, they don't have quite as big. I mean, they have Jose Ramirez, but they don't have quite as big in names like that are disappointing. <laughs> like the twins do like Byron, like I said earlier, Byron Buxton hitting under 200 Carlos Correa. Like, I don't know. I think he has some plantar fasciitis stuff going on or something like it's not great. This is just, I don't know. Baseball is just not fun for me when I'm watching the twins right now. It's really, really not. I hate it. Someone's got to do something about all these people getting hurt all the time. Like <laughs> baseball is just we got to short guys getting hurt. Yeah, some gotta do it. I'm sorry. Uh, I love baseball just like everybody else, but we gotta do it. Something. Not even by that much. Just yeah. by like 15, 20 games. Yeah, if you just had a couple more days off here and there, I'm sure mm. it would. I'm sure it would help. But like, I think you'd still have. Pitchers, you know, ramping up velocity more and more yeah, and more true. all the time. So I don't no. think it would like even. I think they would just that use that more as rest. Ex- yeah, yeah. It's just like they wouldn't even rest more. They would just like be like, all right, throwing harder now. Ugh. This 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 game oh. is waking nightmare. <laughs> we also uh, there's also like what 150 games at the AAA level, and um, mm-hmm. I don't really think rate of injury is particularly lower. No, not there. really. I, I I swear I like baseball. <laughs> I mean, I, I swear I like it. We're in a we're in a period of me not wanting to die as a Phillies fan. So really? third yeah. place Phillies and still they're a half a game out of wild card position. They are one game out of the top wild card position. Miami is on a skid, and we are on a streak. And I don't know. God, I, this feels just like last year, or like it really does, kind of. Like the oh, the the Twins are in first place, but it's not fun. The Phillies <laughs> are in third place, but like they're almost there. But yeah. but I mean, but but like last year, you were you were in. Like, I was in hell. I was in, in hell, hell last until year. like mid September, and I I have been keeping a relatively even head most of this year with the exception of like a few days it's the Mets fans turns to be the the honestly like the Mets the what's happening to the Mets is making me feel a lot better not necessarily because of schadenfreude although a little bit uh Mm -hmm. mostly because like it's giving me perspective like oh yeah the Phillies had a really disappointing start to the season but (laughs) they're not the Mets or the Cardinals or the Padres and uh, they're about to hopefully be in a playoff position and I think I'm much more comfortable chasing down a team like Miami than a team like the Mets or the Padres the three teams that are ahead of the Phillies in the wild card standings make me like reassure me because none of them seem particularly scary Granted, they could. There, it is entirely possible that they'll all just fucking bury the Phillies, and the Phillies won't make the playoffs. Like that can happen. It's not 
it's not a non-zero chance, but I'll take those three over uh, a different three. I need to just kill the Twins fan in my head because, like, I wasn't even thinking about the playoffs until you started talking about them just now. And, my God, I just... I. I don't want to watch a you know. yeah the, the twins <laughs> I believe the twins have a higher chance of making the playoffs they than the do. Phillies do they do but like I really don't want to watch an 80 and 82 twins team limp into the playoffs and just like get annihilated by a wild card team by like the last place wild card team but they go on a run that'll be real yeah. fun yeah, they go on a they go on a run. Yeah, it's my it'd be it'd be hilarious if it was my turn to watch my team go on an <laughs> unlikely run to the World Series. That would that would be nice, honestly. I would be the biggest Twins fan in the world if that happened. I just I just can't see it happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how it's working right now, like like what what's who's in third place in the AL uh wild card race right now? Houston. Yeah, so it's just like, well, you know, they they okay, actually did they played pretty well against Houston this season, but like, oh, Houston comes to Minnesota, and we lose a whole bunch of games two to one or two to nothing, like that does not sound great to me. I already I already saw that in twenty twenty. Yeah, I saw that exact thing, <laughs> and so like, okay, now it's now it's time to extend the. Uh, playoff game losing streak into the 20s i'm gonna be real i do not think houston's going to stay in the third wild card spot i'll tell you right now (laughs) that's that's probably gonna be toronto or texas more likely toronto i think texas texas is gonna win that division if houston's not winning it what are you talking about i'm very pessimistic about oh you're saying that that the Astros are going to win the division. Okay. I think Houston, I'm like terrified. Okay. I don't want them to. I'm terrified of it, but I can totally see yeah. that happening because it would piss me off so fucking much. <laughs> the whole season of the Rangers in first place and then like uh, the last, the last week, last week and a half or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey, it's fine. Boston and New York are out of the picture and probably won't stay that way, but I'm enjoying it for now. Yeah, Boston and New York with like the fucking pitch clock. You mean we can't have a five and a half hour <laughs> playoff game? <laughs> well, we're done here. We're just tanking. Yeah, we're not gonna try to win this one. Lauren, what are your O's thoughts? I assign you to the O's now, since you're the you're the teamless. That's fine. I get to be optimistic about a team, uh, which is a nice change of pace from the two of you. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're still looking really good. You know, uh, okay, I, uh... if we had been doing this podcast in 2019, I would have been like bouncing off the walls nonstop when the twins were just like hitting home runs like five times a game. Yeah. It would have been great. Sure, but yeah. anyway, sorry. No, I don't. They're, 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 they're still playing really good baseball for the same reasons. They still uh, need to add to the core to extend their deadline. Nothing's really changed on how we talk about them, except um, they're, uh, people are paying more attention to them for the first time in a long time because they are actually good. Do we have any mailbag? There is the mailbag. Oh, couple, yeah. a mailbag. I think I have a pretty good answer for. Oh, okay. hell yeah. Yeah, let's go to mailbag. We have a because we didn't do any last week, obviously. So we have a couple of questions built up here. Uh, let's go with this one from Bonobos37. I have post gas station lunch heartburn in the 3 p.m. sleepies. An energy drink will make the heartburn worse, but keep me awake until the end of my shift. What do I do? 
I, I have an answer. This is the one I have a great answer prep for. This is just the reality of my life. Uh, mm-hmm. You want something called omeprazole? Omeprazole? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, kind I, of, I, you're experiencing uh, the, the, the aging into your 30s syndrome, where mm. uh, your body just starts falling apart. And you start taking medicines every day to uh, prevent those effects from making your life miserable. Uh, just get on acid reflux. Don't try to, like, change your diet or fiddle around with this or that. that that'll work for a little while, but eventually... Just go ahead and get on on one of those pe- those proton pump inhibitors. Uh, yeah. Make yourself a lot happier than choking down a bottle of Tums every couple of weeks. I am on. I have an omeprazole prescription, and I have I take one every day. Yeah, every very single cheap day. if you get a, a prescription. If you get a doctor yes. to cover it, it's like a, a it couple is pennies per like pill. two cents for a month supply for me, and it's yeah like a a huge improvement on my life. Yeah, uh, you do have to be careful if you're an over-the-counter person. I think one of the major ones is um, uh, non-BDS compliant. But um, for the most part... Uh, oh, I hadn't even thought generic, of that. Most of the generic circulated prescriptions, I believe, are also okay. Just something to keep in mind. Uh, here's one from Mew Yabby, just going down the list. Name the five tools for posting. Uh, I, I think we can easy to go around the room here. Riffing is, I think, the most mm-hmm. important yep. one. Yep. If you're going to uh, stick around in the big leagues, you've got to be able to roll with the punches. Yeah, uh, I think, how would I put this? Provocation, like being able to just get people mad at you, I think is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be able to get under someone's skin. It yeah. naturally happens as you grow a bigger and bigger audience because, you know, just by the law of large numbers, you're going to find people that are going to get mad over the dumbest things. But I don't know. I still think you need to be able to like not necessarily bait, but just make people really, really mad with with the stuff you say, because that's what's going to yeah. bring attention yeah. to you. Also, self assuredness is essential. You cannot be second guessing shit. You cannot be obsessing over the wording of what you say. Yeah, you just got to fire it off. Fire it out. Much like batting, the the more the more like thought you put into it, the the worse your swing is going to be. Workshopping like posts. No, no, can't do never. that shit. No. That is the lamest shit in the world. I can't be a poster. I can't be a a good poster because uh, any tweet that I tweet that is longer than two sentences, I reread like four times before pressing send. And a poster can't do that. No, I also think it's very important. You can't do like an empty stats kind of guy. You can't just do the the equivalent of like thirty home runs a season, no batting average, anything else, which is too many quote tweets. Oh it's yeah, too many no. quote squeeze. It's too many. It's just reacting to what other people say. Yeah, yeah you got to actually come up with original stuff. Yep, I fall into that a lot. Like for sure. I mean, it's just easy. The stuff gets put right in front of you, and you just get to mm-hmm. react to it. No, that's a that's an extreme. Reacting to shit is good. That that you need to be good at that, but you can't. Yeah, like the, you got to strike the proper balance, mm-hmm. and I think that should be like thirty percent. Anything yeah. more than thirty percent is just mm-hmm. it's too much. People get addicted to quote tweets. Don't fall down that 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 rabbit hole. That's a very it's a very good point. And then I I think uh, for the last one, I think you need to keep your horniness under control because yeah. you know if you uh, you know send a send a bad DM if you get revealed as a sex pest, then your accounts goes away. You got to come back as a as a new person. You've lost your audience. You built. You're building from scratch. Uh, it's over. You know. Mm-hmm. You you gotta you gotta keep yeah, that. Yeah, I'll just don't do that, that to someone. 
Yeah. Also, that's bad. <laughs> it's also just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I was just looking at this from a pure, you know, uh, posting success mindset thing. Well, even if you're not, ob- obviously, it's obviously it's bad to be a sex pest. I mean, even if you're not like sexually harassing people, it's still like, I don't know, a little bit of horny is good. And if you're hot, mm-hmm. then that'll that'll be extra good for you. Right. But if you're t- if it's too much, you're just going to put way too many people off correct yeah know your brand uh, that, mm-hmm. uh okay don't actually know your brand you shouldn't have a brand you're a regular person but yep. if, if you yep. uh, uh know whether or not you can get away with being horny online yes good question all right next one uh booby styles what team has the most players who have seen the sound of freedom besides the phillies <laughs> it probably is the phillies it's the phillies it's gotta be the phillies first off yeah, yeah. uh clayton kershaw might have bought out a couple theaters <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Some of those empty theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm yeah. not up to date on where all the all the big chuds are in the league. I mean, it'd be easy to just say like, oh, the Nats because Trevor Williams is there. Cardinals. Cardinals could be up there. I, yeah, I mean yeah. that that could be because of the players themselves, or like that might just be us being like associating the Cardinals' reputation as an organization. Oh no, I, I I'm I'm just thinking. Yeah. I'm just thinking about their uh, players to be shamed later list. Sure. I'm trying sure. to go back, like, who <laughs> who are all those people? I, th- I think a lot of the Sound of Freedom buzz in particular is coming from Instagram girlies mm. uh, who, who fall into the, the human trafficking hole. So a lot of it's coming from the girlfriends, and I don't have a good read of where yeah. all the conservative Instagram girlfriends are. While you're at Barbenheimer this weekend, dear listeners, I have... Uh another suggestion for entertainment like if you're waiting between the movies like if there's if there's some time in between go and put zip ties on all of the vans and cars that you see that have like <laughs> that have like you know crosses on them or trump stickers or those things of like the families where it's like all the little cart stick figures for mom dad and the the kids yeah just put 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 you know some zip ties on or if you don't have that you know, maybe maybe you just like put a receipt in the door handle. Oh, God. you know, something like that. You can just watch watch the chaos there. Yeah, something underneath the the front wheel tires. Yeah. Yes. What even is this fucking movie? There's a guy named Vampiro in it. The Sound of Freedom, really? It, it, the it's character's not... name is Vampiro. The actor's name is Bill Camp, who I've never heard of. He's probably just the stand-in for like some Eastern European kidnapper guy. It's probably yeah. not worth thinking through it's not a good movie it's not really worth paying attention to from like a cinematic standpoint no no and it's not something that beyond this bit right here right now i'm even interested in dunking on because that in and of itself gets it attention and it should not have yeah it's not even like QAnon crazy it's like you know people who you know just watch too much tiktok and uh true crime and it fried their brain I agree, though. Definitely do uh, go trigger uh, some latent uh, schizophrenia by messing with your cars. Yeah, absolutely. All right, this one's from Haywood. Draft a manager for your hot guy team. Oh, shit. I should have looked at this. Uh, Since the... I'll I'll draft on behalf of Lewis and Jeremy and Alyssa, and I'll just... I'll take Rocco Baldelli for them. Yeah. He's, like, young. There's not many young managers, you know? I'm not taking Kapler, because I hate him. I'll go with Craig Council. Love that freaky little dude. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna contribute a vote to this actually. Ooh. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Terry Francona. 
There we go. <laughs> nice. There we go. Of all the major league managers, I think he would be the most down with this concept. Just from, a, I think he's the one who would most appreciate what's funny about it. Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. with the radioactive but, dugout. Yep. He'd be the That's one willing one. to play along. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, frivolous. If you could have a biopic made of any baseball player you wanted, who would it be and why? Bob Gibson. Yeah, Bob Gibson. Dave Parker. Probably would be cool. Oh, Dave Parker would be really good. Ricky Anderson would be a great one. A Ricky a Ricky movie would be fantastic. I think mm. Kurt Flood, like, labor drama mm-hmm. one. Oh, that'd be good. No, I think, I think I'd pick Bob Gibson. I think that's the yeah, one Bob where, like, G- there's the Bob most Gibson's... narrative storytelling that you could do a lot of really cool stuff with. That's a really good answer. Yeah, definitely. What city best matches the batting around vibe so we can plan a batting around convention there? Philly. Really? Yeah, yeah it's got to be. Oh, I think that makes sense. I was going to say, I was going to say Chicago. Okay. Well, okay. Sure, Chicago. That, that's a valid answer. I don't want to go to Chicago. Fair, fair, fair. I, I'm, I was focusing on the matching the vibe. And I think, I think Chicago's got our vibe because it's, it's the dirtbag city of, the midwest it's like Look, philly of the midwest I, I don't know if i can i don't know if i agree i don't i don't know i think i think chicago overplays its hand on that stuff with, with like the bear and whatnot and the, the hoagies mm. and the the sandwich i think i think they overplay it they're like the third they're you know they're the, they're the second city they're a major metropolitan area there's plenty of people there who are annoying preppy uh business business guy types I think they overplayed a dirtbag hand at the national stage because they would yeah. chip on their shoulders about their pizza not being that popular. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like, you know, the third biggest city in the fucking country. And, like, that, there's nothing dirtbag about that. You're the biggest one in the region. Like, I don't think, like, there really is a dirtbag city in the Midwest, like, the upper Midwest like that. You don't like, you don't got that dog in you. No, I don't. I, don't, I think it's no. different. I think there's, like, I think there could, you could have a, there's a difference between, like, Dirtbag, which is a quality we don't have here necessarily, not the same way. Kind of like low class Midwestern idiot. I think that's a different thing. <laughs> and if I was doing that, I would go with like Milwaukee over Chicago. Mm-hmm. Any? Oh, I do love Milwaukee. Milwaukee's fine. Yeah, I've had some fun times in Milwaukee. Um, I'm looking at our top cities on our oh uh, shit all time that we've got oh, downloaded that's, yeah, from. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's split. Num- number one is Chicago, but huh. it's not that not that far behind. It says is Brooklyn, New York, and then New York, New York is number five. And so if those two were combined, it would be like number one with a bullet. Not going to New York. Okay. Yeah. Philly is number three. New York. Seattle's number four. Mm, and real. then, yeah, then uh, five New York, like you said. Columbus, Ohio at six, Los Hell Angeles yeah. at seven, Portland at eight, Washington, D.C. at nine, Worcester, Massachusetts at 10. Ooh, that feels okay. like I... something is off here. <laughs> I don't like there's no way that like we're oh, yeah, we're huge in Worcester. I don't believe that. And then Minneapolis is number 11. I think we can give it to Columbus. I think it'd be fine. Yeah, I, we I could do Columbus. Columbus being a pick. Yeah, that's like in kind of a central location, mm-hmm. too, for a lot of people. I think that would work. And it's scrappy. It's a scrappy little, you know, town. Like, we're a scrappy puck. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Columbus. I was going to say Baltimore might be a good pick, too. Baltimore the, sounds know, pretty tight. Kind of, Baltimore would be Baltimore's a great Baltimore's also pick. like that scrappy kind of, yeah. yeah. 
number 19 on our on our list anywhere i can anywhere i can drive in less than five hours is is, is got top marks for me i don't have a car i just i just like reminding people i don't have a car yeah that's the new i don't have a tv we're all very jealous of you yeah. and, and your ability to not have a car all right last question nick who is baseball's glup shitto so i think i i think i would answer for this i put in a little bit of research here um so for people who don't know, the Club Shido is a reference to a Tumblr post from a couple of years ago mm-hmm. about Star Wars. It's supposed to be a fictional Star Wars character name. The post is every time a new Star Wars movie or show is announced, all the fans are like, OMG, Club Shido is back. Cry emoji, cry emoji, cry emoji. And I think what that's really getting at is something that is intrinsic to baseball and watching a lot of baseball. And I think really it's like a, a commentary about how like if you're outside the sport, you're going to form bonds. Uh, and memories around guys that are, even in the context of the sport, really specific to a team, really specific to uh, a storyline, really specific to like a very narrow field of um, the game. And it's usually like one season, you know, like each of you could name five or six guys off the top of your head who like only were an impact on your team for one year, and but they were amazing that year or just weird or cool or whatever. Fernando Rodney, obviously, yeah. for a bunch of different teams. I think the glove should go this season, indisputably, and I don't mean this to insult him in any way, is Drew Maggie. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Because like, yeah. is he going to be a guy with like a long major league career? Is he going to be a guy who's like super well remembered in the sport? Probably not. But everybody who watched his call up game or watched him get get those hits is going to remember that for the rest of their lives. I'm into that. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun little story that everyone cared deeply about for uh, yeah. about nine days. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the glove shooter. Like he got yeah. a baseball card. That's like getting a Wikipedia entry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. All right. Extremely actually, good answer. Yeah, it's probably more significant because there's like Wikipedia. There's like Wikipedia entries for like Taoism somehow. Yeah. <laughs> the page on Wikipedia, Wikipedia probably. Like there's just all sorts of weird connections in the EU stuff that I think is it's it's more significant than a baseball card. I think. I'm really glad yeah. that uh, Google Docs just uh, corrected my spelling of Wikipedia. I mean, no, it's Wikipedia is an institution. It's <laughs> it's been yeah. around for a very long time. Yeah, it's. <laughs> and they, they did something I think this was smarter than what Star Trek did, which was split like the canon and non-canon stuff off into into, into several different wikis and just it kept it. It is, it is the most Star Trek fan thing that there's like three Star Trek wikis mm, that all are by the same people, but are supposed to like be different levels of canonicity. Are you, did you mean to say Star Trek just now? Yeah, Star Trek. Yeah. It's the most Star Trek thing ever that yeah. they have three different wikis for different Star Trek shows or different Star Trek levels of canonicity. Yeah, Star Star Wars just has competing ones, not like oh oh okay. yeah, yeah 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 not like different levels of them. Yeah yeah. Oh, um, uh, Cameron and I have started watching Strange New Worlds together. It's good. I need to. I I still have only seen like the first like three episodes of that show. I need to fucking watch that. I'm enjoying it quite a lot. I just need to cancel more of my streaming. Uh, services. And oh, it's a reason, rush. It I is still such have, a rush. Yeah, for some reason I still have like, you know, Paramount Plus, even though I like barely watch it, mm-hmm. you know, ever. But I need to just like watch all of those and then cancel it. Like yeah. really bad. Mm-hmm. I need to get back into pirating. I've been thinking the same thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm it's good. Too. Yeah, it rocks. Okay. I think we should stop talking there. We've actually been going for a while. This yeah, time. this is <laughs> For for an episode we had no idea what to talk about on, we sure went a while. We sure we sure. I mean, half of this shit is on. movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna cut a bunch of this bullshit. Thank you for listening to the show, everyone.
we will be announcing soon our watch along for the month. We're going to have to figure out when exactly we're doing that. Uh, but that'll be coming up. And then also, uh, I think I'm going to release a premium episode to the to the masses later this week, too. So keep an eye out for that. It'll be fun. All right. Uh, and as always, go to patreon.com slash batting ground. Sign up. Bye.